loves, welcome to the Joyce to Be podcast. So today I want to share with you the recording that I recorded, <laughs> an episode that I recorded a while ago, maybe a year ago. Remember uh, when I tried recording three little pieces during a week and then combine them and publish them as a separate episode with like three ideas of the week. So this is from those times. So there are like three recordings in one where I shared three different ideas. And um, I want to say to you, like I want to give you a trigger warning here because I will be talking about something that made me, like that was a trigger for me and it will be a short piece. I won't get into too much detail, but I need to um, give you that trigger warning because for me, this would be enough. I would be talking about um, animal abuse, but I won't give, like, this is exactly the only thing that I will, um, almost the only thing that I will say. And, like, this will be something from my childhood that I don't really remember, but, like, I saw something and it triggered that memory and this is why, like, it made me sensitive and all that. But, like, I need to give you this trigger warning. If you don't want to hear that, uh, switch, I mean, skip into the, like, um, just skip half of this episode and continue listening. Uh, But, like, this will be just a teeny tiny part and I first, like when I was listening to it and editing it for like to prepare for publishing, I thought about uh, deleting this piece, but it's important for the story that I was sharing uh, and like for the point that I was trying to make and so I decided to keep it. Yeah, okay. Um, I shared everything I wanted to, to share before. Um, the episode itself. So let's get into it. Hi guys, welcome to my podcast, Joyce to Be. I'm so happy you're here. So today's Tuesday, week two of me trying to do this almost daily. It's not even vlog or blog. What is it? Like plog because it's podcast. I don't know. And I woke up recently and I thought that maybe I should start recording now while the house is quiet because yesterday yesterday was monday and i thought i kept thinking all day about recording a part of the episode but i just couldn't find the right time because my neighbors are quiet only when it's early morning or when it's late night and yeah during the early morning i was asleep (laughs) and Late at night, I decided to give up already because I kept trying and approaching this idea all day. And now it's Tuesday and it's noon and I was just sitting on my couch and I was thinking about what I could tell you today, what amazing idea I could share with you today. And I thought about it and then I was like, no, I will go just check my Insta stories. I mean not my Insta stories, but the people I follow, (laughs) Insta stories. And then I'll see, and then I will either receive an inspiration to record or not. And both options are fine. And I was watching stories, and one of the stories was about the idea that I wanted to share, that I thought about sharing with you today. And I was like, okay, that's it. This is a sign. I need to record it right now. And let's hope that the neighbors 
will keep quiet because I already heard when I press record some dogs barking and but they're quiet now. They all decided to keep silent and give me time to record this short part. And the thing that I want to share with you today is about feeling your emotions. My friend is making fun of the way I say about. She says I sound like I say about when I don't say about, I say about. But every time now I say about, um, yeah, I hear that in the way I pronounce it. Did you hear that too? Do you pay attention to the way I say about? <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, about feeling your emotions without resisting, without trying to do anything. This is so important and this is such an amazing skill and this helps so much. Like I myself have a bunch of um, ways to work through negative emotions, but, you know, working through negative emotions is the part that comes after I feel negative emotions. Um, how to explain this? Like, for example, yesterday. Yesterday, I woke up in a bad mood because I had weirdest dreams and I don't remember any of them. I remember that at some point, I woke up and thought that I'm going to drink some water and go back to sleep and I hope that I won't remember this dream when I wake up next time. And I didn't remember the dream when I woke up next time. But yeah, I had a bunch of weird dreams and I woke up feeling not even sad or angry or like anything. I felt exhausted from drama, you know? You know that feeling when like something bad happens and something bad happens and something bad happens and at some point you stop even being surprised, you know? You just, you're like, you feel numb and tired and exhausted of shit happening and this is how I felt in the morning and I was like no I want to turn this around and I want to feel better and I did some gratitude practices and I listened to music and I felt great I had breakfast listening to Gabby Bernstein's podcast and I felt I felt amazing life was good and then before working, I decided to hang out on my balcony because it's summer and it smells nice and like it was so lovely outside. And I went on a balcony and there were like, it doesn't even matter. Something happened that wasn't what I thought. <laughs> okay, no, I have to now explain to you what happened. So there were three boys playing uh, under the trees and I couldn't actually see what they were doing but I heard the sound of the scotch tape and I assumed the worst because I realized after that like after I felt like when I heard when I saw that there were three boys and I heard the sound of scotch tape I felt like you know my heart started pounding so loud so fast and I felt this fear almost physically in my chest not almost physically in my chest and I couldn't handle it and I closed my balcony and I went inside and like I felt like crying 
And I decided to shift that. I decided to not even shift that. I decided to dig in and see like what's going on. But I kind of knew because I was bullied in childhood and I didn't have a high opinion about all boys. (laughs) And I also, when I was a child, saw something like I, I don't even want to say this. Should I say it or not? I saw boys torturing a cat once when I was a child. And I can't, like, I doubt I did anything. I I don't remember because I was scared of being bullied myself. But maybe I did say something. Like, I can't remember exactly the situation. It's just this, you know, just a memory. But... Since that, since my childhood, I didn't really trust boys that much. And I even had this reaction in my body. Like, I'm a grown-up woman. I'm 32. And every time, still, I pass by a few boys who are, like, in the age of, I would say, 9 to 14 like early teenage years, I, every time I turn my back on them, like I I pass by them and they are behind me, I feel like this cringy feeling. I feel like my back is super sensitive, expecting for shit to happen. Like I have this in my body. My body's scared of little boys. (laughs) And yeah, this is what happened yesterday. Like I assumed the worst And I ran inside and as I was, you know, digging in and working through that and doing some shadow work and doing some breath work to let it go, to release, I felt that feeling again, the one I woke up with, the feeling of being exhausted and numb. And I decided to, like, I decided that that's my mood today and it's fine, like, I shifted it once and then it came back. I mean, it means that I should probably stop resisting it. It wants to hang out with me and it's fine. But like I worked through it. I worked through trauma. I remembered the stuff. I have uh, some practices to help me to dig in and rewrite the story. Because every trigger that comes up is coming up to be released, you know. And so I did... A couple practices to release this trigger, but the mood, the feeling of being numb and exhausted stayed, and I decided that, okay, then that's what I feel today. I didn't resist it anymore, I didn't try to make myself feel better. I knew why it happened, and I just went with it, you know. And later that day, my husband texted me, and like he said something that made me feel um sensitive and I let him know that you know I'm super sensitive like oversensitive today and uh, he was like okay because he knows that happens sometimes and when he came home and asked me why am I super sensitive I told him and yeah I was like slow and not very smiley like we were joking with my husband everything was fine I told him what happened like he understood and accepted it and I just felt uh, like this, like I wasn't a cheerful person all day and it was fine. Like I didn't blame anyone. I didn't snap at my husband. I didn't snap at anyone, um, you know, on the internet. 
I was just accepting how I felt without making everybody responsible for it, you know? And it worked. That feeling just stayed for some time and then it melted away. And I felt good again. And I heard it, I think I told you already about this. I heard it from Phil Good. He said that when some feelings, some intense feelings come up, you don't have to actually like resist them or do something to change your mood. You can just feel your emotions, just feel them in your body and pay attention to where this feeling is, how it feels, like what are the sensations in your body and breathe through it and let it be with you. And he even said, when you do it like this, when you have some intense feelings showing up in your body and you pay attention to where this feeling is and how it feels, uh, where it feels in your body, what are the sensations and you breathe through it and you just let it be, it changes you, it uplifts you, it changes your DNA, you know? And I feel it. Like when you start practicing it, you actually, like two things I noticed when I started practicing it. The thing number one is that you have to separate your feelings from the stories you make about those feelings. This is very important because the thing that makes us feel even worse when we feel bad is when we tell ourselves stories of why it happened, who is to blame, why you feel bad, or maybe like you were thinking some thoughts that made you feel bad in the first place. And if you keep saying those thoughts to you, like if you keep thinking those thoughts, if you continue saying this to yourself, you will feel bad and bad and bad and worse, you know? So in order to separate your feelings from the stories that you tell yourself, that's exactly what you do. You pay attention to the feeling, you breathe through the feeling, you even say the affirmation, like, I love and accept sad my myself, <laughs> myself sad. Like, uh, I would say, I love and accept sad Dasha. I love and accept angry Dasha. I love and accept, uh, what are other emotions? I don't speak English. I love and accept exhausted Dasha. I love and accept numb Dasha. And this by itself is a very good practice because oftentimes we learn to love and accept ourselves only when we're joyful and cheerful. And we resist our negative emotions because we were taught that we are bad when we are angry. And we don't accept ourselves. When anger, for example, is good, like every negative feeling is good. It tells you about your boundaries being neglected, you know. You need to pay attention to those feelings and you need to appreciate them. They appear to show you something, to let you know about something that's happening around you, you know. They are almost a part of your intuition, I could say. Not even a part, it is your intuition, right? It's just that some signals are very clear and some signals are very vague, like in silent. But as you practice, it's actually the same with the negative emotions. Like I had a client who was absolutely blocked, you know, from feeling either bad or good emotions. Like uh, we were working with him on the, on some disease that he had, like I think some skin problem. I can't remember now. 
But I was asking him how he felt and he was like, and he didn't name the feelings. Like he didn't feel the feelings. He just had stories in his head and he was paying attention to the stories in his head. And after a few attempts, I realized that he cannot feel good emotions because he cannot feel bad emotions. He blocked this ability to feel bad emotions, negative emotions, not bad emotions, negative emotions. And when you block your ability to feel negative emotions, you then don't feel positive emotions either. And you're like going through life numb and where nothing excites you, nothing cheers you up and nothing upsets you. Like, like, you know, in the moment when negative emotions happen, you could feel, you could say that you're like the superhuman who doesn't get upset. But when something good happens, you don't feel it either. And you look at the people who are jumping happily around you and you're like, what's wrong with you? There's nothing to be that excited about, obviously. And it's not them, you know, it's you because you block this ability. And it's the same with intuition. Like at first, you don't, when you don't really practice hearing it, you don't actually hear it. You don't feel it. You don't feel this gut feeling. But when you start practicing it, when you add awareness, when you pay attention, you like, you feel it. And it's not even this silent voice. It's loud and clear and like, you cannot even miss it. And the gut feeling is still the feeling, you know, your intuition is your emotions, your, your intuition is your feelings. It talks to you through the feelings. This is so cool. I just realized it. And the thing number two that you notice when you start feeling your feelings and letting them be in your body is that you enlarge your capacity for the emotions, for your emotions and for other people's emotions. Like, you know how sometimes people who are very empathetic, empathic, empathetic, empathic, empathetic, right? Am I pronouncing it right? They feel what somebody else feels. And if somebody around them feels sad, they feel sad too. So when you practice breathing through your feelings and not resisting them and just letting them be in your body, no matter, by the way, if they're negative or positive, like when you feel overjoyed, you also need to not suppress it, not like choke on it, but breathe through it and receive it fully and let it be in your body. And accept that this is how you feel. Even if it's like so exciting, it's overwhelming. Breathe through it and let it be in your body, not choke on it. This is how I used to react when I felt overjoyed. I would choke on this feeling. I'd be like, huh, like I, I can't, it's too much. I can't feel it like to the fullest. And then when I started working with the emotions, I learned that I need to actually breathe through it and let it be in my body. And also pay attention to where it is in my body and how it feels exactly. So when you start doing this, you have this capacity to hold your emotions and other people's emotions. And it's not the same as when like somebody feels sad and you feel sad. It's like when somebody around you feels sad and you can hold space for them to be sad, you love and accept the sad version of them, you let them work through the emotions, you let them feel 
their emotions without feeling the need inside of you to fix them, to cheer them up, you know, you just are able to hold space for them and be around them and be autonomous and, you know, and feel love for them and give them support, but not subscribe to like to that, you know, vibration to the feeling that they are feeling. This is this is what I call superpower. This is when you become the superhuman who can feel sad and at the same time hold themselves feeling sad, you know, and and be okay with it, not blame anyone, not make it a problem, just be with their feelings. And when somebody else is sad or angry or anxious or fearful, you know, or bored, you can hold space for them. Like you can let them be and let them feel what they feel without making it mean anything about yourself or without making it mean anything about them. You just accept them for who they are and how they feel in the moment. And you send love and you love and accept them. And you just, you know, you are just there for them if they need you, but you're not making it about yourself. This is superpower. This is amazing. And you become that when you learn to hold your emotions first. And then you open up space, find space in you to hold other people's emotions without letting them affect you, which is so cool. This is super cool. So when you feel a negative emotion or a positive emotion, teach yourself to breathe through it. Like the first thing that you should do is breathe through it without wishing it to go away. You just breathe through it and you let it be in your body and you name the emotion and then you say this affirmation, I love and accept the angry Dasha, (laughs) you know, angry, your name, insert your name, or sad or fearful or anxious again, or like, I don't know, exhausted, numb, or also happy, excited, cheerful, joyous, amazing, (laughs) you know. So you say this affirmation and then you notice, maybe ask yourself even, Where do you feel it in your body? Like, what is this emotion? Named it. Said the affirmation. Then ask, where does it feel in your body? Where is this emotion in your body? And how does it feel? And when you answer those questions, maybe even ask, like one of my clients likes asking, what color and what shape does this emotion have? And after you answer those questions, you just breathe through it and you see like maybe your awareness was enough to let it go or maybe it wants to stay and it's okay. Then for a while, you're going to be this version of yourself and it's okay, you know. And I also thought now that if somebody pissed you off, like if somebody made you mad and you have to deal with them, like speak about this. Like if it's somebody you want to build a relationship with, if it's somebody like your friend or your loved one or your family member who you want to let in 
it's a very great practice to share with people. Like I did it multiple times with my husband when he said something and it hurt me just because like it was some old trigger. I share it with him. I say like, you said this and I felt this and I feel it here in my body. And like, it makes me cry and I cry in front of him. Like this is this level of vulnerability that, you know, connects actually when you're being authentic and you know that the person in front of you didn't mean it. Like they love you. They didn't want to hurt you for sure. And if it's somebody random who hurt your feelings, you're allowed to set your boundaries and maybe also say that, ouch, that hurt my feelings and uh, you need to stop doing that because this is not appropriate. And then take a break and feel all the feelings and let them be, you know. But you need to communicate that to people who made you feel that way if they did and then honor your feelings. Not like a few hours later, but in the moment let people know that what they did hurt you and work through it. And if it's somebody you want to stick around, you know, share it with them because it's a very amazing experience to share. It's bonding, you know. If it's the right person, it's bonding. If you feel like you're not ready to be that vulnerable, just let people know that I need to work through this. I need to shift this. I need to be alone and I'll be back in a few minutes and just find a place where you can be alone and do that practice. It's amazing. It's so healing. And like the self-acceptance part of it is very healing to you and breathing through the emotion. Like it's amazing. It could be a separate episode actually. Okay. That's my message for you today. And I will see you tomorrow. Hi guys. Today is Wednesday. Is it? Yeah, it is Wednesday and there is a really cool thing that I want to share with you that I just heard on a podcast and it's about communicating from the next level self. There is this coach uh, that I sometimes listen to and she speaks a lot about quantum leaping and I've heard her opinion about this and practices that she offers. I tried them. They don't necessarily work for me all the time because I, I don't know I, I guess she is really good at focusing this way but she always recommends imagining you being your next level self and to, for you to be able to imagine you being the next level self I mean you need to know more about your next level self and this is why it takes journaling first where you need to actually think it through what is your next level self that you want to step into, who she is or he is, how she or he dresses, what do they do, like uh, what they do in the everyday life, how is their daily routine looks like, what are their practices, what are their values and what are their boundaries and all that. And today I heard one more thing that like needs to be journaled on. <laughs> Is about how this next level self communicates. How does she or he hold themselves, you know, in different situations in life? With people she doesn't know or he doesn't know, you get it, like they don't know. 
with their loved ones, with their family, with their like with their clients, with people they work with, with their team. And like after you think it all through, after you journal about it, maybe not all at once because it looks like it sounds like too much work, right? Like this is what you could do just regularly, one step at a time when you feel inspired to just, you know, think through that vision of how your next level self looks like. And then what you do is you bring awareness in your everyday life and you just imagine what your next level self would do in every situation when you remember about it and you try to act from that perspective that you are that person already and how would she react in this situation what would she do in this situation and the example that she gave that coach gave was that like she always imagines her future self her next level self being calm She's like this peaceful energy and she's doing everything from this energy of peacefulness and calmness. She's not in a hurry. She knows that, like she deeply knows that everything is taken care of and she's always supported and she's not in a rush and she's like this peaceful calm, soothing energy, you know, she's in her power, she's in her zone And so she tries to step into her more often. And she was talking to her audience and she said that we pay a lot of attention to how this next level version of us dresses and acts and what she does and what she eats and what she drinks and what she like how she leads in her business. But we forget about one of the most important things, what kind of conversations she has, how she treats people around her, how she holds herself in a conversation with different people in her life. And it's like this very important part of embodiment practice to communicate with people from that perspective of being your next level self. And I liked it so much. This is such a great practice. And this is what I'm going to do to practice, to step more often into And this is what I wanted to share with you today. And wow, I was fast today. Like this is what I originally wanted my daily um, podcasting look like. So I'm getting good at this. You're welcome. I'll see you tomorrow. Hi guys, today's Saturday and I need to record the third part of this podcast to finish it up and edit it and upload. And today I want to share with you a very cool idea. Are you ready? Are you ready? Affirmations freaking work. Positive affirmations freaking work. Freaking is a very important word in the sentence. I want you to know it. So I've spent a few days studying this topic of affirmations, positive affirmations, negative affirmations. And I've heard a bunch of podcasts and I read a bunch of articles and I started reading three books. One from Abraham Hicks. Oh, by the way, I started reading. I'm actually right now reading six books at once. Oh my God, you guys, this is so amazing. Why nobody told me this ever before? I don't know. I read, like I have six books and I just start my timer, set my timer for 15 minutes. And I read one book for 15 minutes. And if I feel 
drawn to it. Like if I'm very interested in the topic right now, then I continue. Then I set the timer for 15 more minutes and I read for 15 more minutes. And if not, I just switch to another book and I do this little reading sessions during the day where I read either of those six books. And this is so amazing. It keeps me interested. I don't have to wait till I finish one book to start another book because it usually this is how I usually burn out because I'm like reading one book and then I'm being very excited about reading another book but I'm like I can't start reading this book until I finish this book but this book is too much information and I need to take the time to digest it and this is why I don't read this book and I don't read that book and I just don't read because I can't read what I want to read and this problem has been solved ever since I decided to start reading all the books that I want to start reading. And I just, you know, shuffle them and I just read them for 15 minutes and I feel so happy. So, and the three of the books that I'm reading are um, one by Joe Dispenza about the power of your mind, like something like that. Can't remember. I'm, re I'm reading it in Russian. The second one is by Louise Hay. And Louise Hay is the queen of positive affirmations. You know that, don't you? Do you know that? Read Louise Hay. She's amazing. She's the queen of self-love and positive affirmations. And on the topic of affirmations, I also read Abraham Hicks, Esther and Jerry Hicks's book called... I think it's called The Art of Allowance, but I'm not sure. And so... I'm reading these three books and also I started the topic, the subject of positive affirmations for the past few days and oh my god, you guys, they work so good. Like they can't not work because it's what you pronounce. Uh, a few interesting ideas that I heard about how to work with affirmations that I want to share with you are, first of all, it should be your affirmation. Like, it works for you the best if it's your affirmation that you came up with. And I um, I think, I don't think I came up with it. I think I heard it somewhere, but I don't remember. Maybe it's Amanda Francis who recommended doing it this way. How you come up with your personal affirmations is you close your eyes and you ask yourself like what are you working on at the moment what do you want to manifest if it's money or a new house or like whatever you want to work on maybe health abundance whatever so you close your eyes and you ask yourself for example it's just an example like i already have 80 million dollars on my bank account and i make 200k monthly like how do i feel with this overflow of money how do I feel? And you just get into the feeling of it and you just, you know, feel it in your body. And from that point, you start answering your question of how would you feel, right? You're like, I would feel like a queen or a king. I would feel amazing. Money just floods into my life. And like whatever you are saying at that moment, you can just record it, you know, and make it a rampage. Or you can just take pieces of that and make them into affirmations and the magic of this exercise is that every time you will pronounce those affirmations they will put you back in that state this works amazing amazingly amazing so this is how you find your affirmations that work for you that resonate with you second 
uh, even if like this is from me I never I haven't heard it from anybody actually I only heard one woman who was a hypnotist and she said that like it doesn't matter the emotional state in which you repeat your affirmations and I agree with her because what I've noticed from working with positive affirmations for a long, 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 long time <laughs> is that even if you repeat your affirmation and you don't believe in it, you can soften it a little bit. Like, for example, you want to like you want your affirmation to be I'm a millionaire, but you don't feel like it. You can change it into like you um i think kelsey aida called it softening into the affirmation and instead of i'm a millionaire you're, you're saying like i am becoming a millionaire every day i'm getting closer and closer to being a millionaire something like that like you soften into your affirmation but even if you don't feel like it when you pronounce it and I mean, when you say it and you say it and you say it, at some point, like, it becomes your background noise. You just repeat it in your head all the time. And as Abraham says, you people, you humans are very fickle. Like, something during the day will distract you from your heavy thoughts. And this is what happens. Like, you repeat your affirmation during the day, and even if you don't feel like it, but you keep repeating it and maybe trying to soften it a little bit to fit you better, like to fit your mood better, at some point, something will get you distracted and you will feel good. And then that affirmation will resonate like crazy. And you will feel amazing. And from that point, like when you feel the resonance, you will feel better and that affirmation will uplift you. And maybe from that state, you will ask yourself again, like I have everything that I'm manifesting, like I have everything that I want. How do I feel? And you come up with new affirmations. Like it works. Um, what else I want to share from what I've heard? Oh, also I want to share that it's very important to repeat your affirmations 30 minutes before going to bed. It's better if you just fall asleep repeating your affirmation. That way it keeps playing on repeating in your head while you're sleeping and you wake up with that affirmation. And 30 minutes after you wake up, because this is where your connection to the subconscious is like more open or more clear. I don't know, like... But it works. I tried it actually. It like this is this works how I said it works. Like when you fall asleep repeating your affirmation, you wake up repeating that affirmation. This is so cool. And this is why it's like the first thing that is on your mind when you wake up, which is pretty cool. And one more thing, no, two more things that I found out about the affirmations. First is that you can put them, like you can include them into your meditation. Like for example, if meditation is a tough challenge for you, you know, and you get distracted a lot, you can choose your meditation. I mean, what? You can pick your affirmation and you can just set your timer for five minutes and you can just breathe in and repeat your affirmation and then breathe out and repeat your affirmation and do this for five minutes. It will work amazing because first of all, you will have something to focus on. Second of all, you will at the same time do breath work and you will repeat your affirmation in the calm and peaceful state of mind, which is amazing. And one more thing that I found out that 
was my mistake. It has been my mistake for a while is that I used to pick a lot of affirmations and repeat them all. It worked actually. Like I remember I was healing my chronicle or chronic, is it chronic? Sore throat. My chronic sore throat. And I took all the affirmations that I found on the topic of a throat, ears, and nose in Louise Hay's book, You Can Heal Your Life. She has a table of diseases and causes and positive affirmations to heal those diseases in her book. You can heal your life or you can heal your body. I think you can heal your life. I, I have You Can Heal Your Life, but she also has a book called You Can Heal Your Body, and I think that table is in there too. And so I took all the affirmations that I could find, I wrote them all down, and I was repeating each of them for two minutes, uh, like when I had time when I was doing my makeup, or my hair, or washing the dishes, or cooking, or something like that. And it worked. But usually it works best if you pick one affirmation, one to five. Five is the absolute maximum. Pick five affirmations for the week, better three and just repeat those three and uh, on Monday, for example, choose new affirmations or stick with those that you really enjoyed. Because this is also the reason why I started and stopped a lot of times doing my, my affirmations because I would find a lot of them and they would be all delicious and amazing and I would want to implement them all into my life and then I would be like, oh, too many, I can't remember them. And this is why this exercise that I told you about where you just uh, try to first get into that state of mind where you're like already having what you want to have, what you're manifesting and from there, you just create, come up with, download your personal affirmations and pick three and repeat them. And this will work miracles for you. Seriously, you guys, it works, it works, it works. And also, reminder, if you say that affirmations don't work for you, this is the affirmation. And if you keep repeating that affirmations don't work for you, they won't work for you. Other than that, they do. And even... Like, even if you say the affirmations don't work for you and this is how it goes in your life, it, all, it only means that the affirmations actually work and the affirmation that affirmations don't work for you works in your reality. How cool is that? Okay, um, I think I'm going to finish here. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this format. I hope you enjoy my podcast. If you do, please rate my podcast and leave a review on the platform that you're listening to my podcast on or at. I have no idea. I say it differently every time. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate you and I'll see you next time. Kisses. Kisses.